0: I have a secret. I wore the wrong foundation for years. Then I discovered Il Maquillage, the boldest new brand in beauty. With 20,000 five-star reviews and 50 shades of flawless coverage, their Woke Up Like This foundation is a bestseller for a reason. It's tough buying foundation online, but their Power Match quiz matched me perfectly. And with Try Before You Buy, you can try your shade free for 14 days. Take the quiz at ilmakiage.com quiz. That's I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com quiz. Hi, I'm Lucinda, and welcome to an ASOS podcast, My Big Idea. Today, we're going to be talking to Miriam Atwood, who set up Storytelling PR. Here she is to discuss her big idea. Hi, Miriam, and thanks for joining us here. At My the pleasure. ASOS. Canteen, which is quite quiet, but that's because we had our Christmas party yesterday evening. Nice. Um, so you're here today to tell us all about your business, which is yes. storytelling PR. Yeah. So, tell us what Storytelling PR is. Um, Storytelling PR is a
1: arts um, publicity company. I tend to avoid, I get told off by my girlfriends for doing this, I tend to avoid the word agency because I don't work like an agency. Okay. Um, the company is all about the relationships we have with our clients or our companies um, or the artists and I work with all live performance. So, everything from, at the moment I'm working with a big TV show that's doing a live tour right the way through to um, comedians at festivals, not normally stand up more alternative theatre year round in Scotland touring the UK Um, right the way through to um, I work with a couple of brewers who have kind of like an arty kind of interest so right lots of different stuff but all people that want to work with me in a slightly different way to an agency
0: okay and what sort of got you started like how did you fall into this line of work is it something that you've done before have you been an artist (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm an artist. No, um, I started working at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe, which is the world's largest open arts festival, um, when I was 21. Right. Um, I started as an assistant. I, say, I clawed my way up, um, and the people around me really supported me, made sure I kind of learned what I was doing, so I learned on the job. um, And then by 24, I was media manager there, and although I loved it, I was kind of like, I've already got my dream job. Um, it was time for something new. Right. Um, and I worked at the National Galleries of Scotland in their okay. press office and doing more digital stuff, which was brilliant yeah. for a couple of years. And then I started to get offers of work outside the day job and accepted them because they were all with really cool people. Um, and then I came, kind of different things came together and I
0: quit and set up storytelling PR and so, have a look back. Well done. It sounds amazing and sounds sort of quite quick. Um, yeah. When you decided to quit, mm was that a big decision or was it sort of did it happen over a period of time it was huge I think a few of my friends and colleagues especially were saying we know
1: you're gonna end up doing this on your own or you're gonna go out and you're gonna want to manage your own projects because I get so invested in individual projects even when I'm working for another organization yeah that I take it just to a mad (laughs) extreme where everyone's like why is she why is she still here (laughs) um and then I kind of I never understood why this is crazy I never understood why you get paid a salary I was like but I didn't do much work this month or I did loads of work this month or I didn't really get it I couldn't so as soon as I started matching a fee to an amount of work it made much more sense to me and I wanted to do a better job again and again and again again. yeah yeah, so it was people around me and one of my colleagues was like no you're going to do it and then kind of all started to come together and i knew i would have a run at the edinburgh festival if i left at a certain time and if it didn't work out i would have time to apply for a new job okay and then yeah so i kind of i felt like i had like the protection of a a festival and an organization and a happening that would protect me yes okay
0: and what did your like you know what did your family say Like i happen to know your sister i don't know what you know she's obviously really proud of you um, but what did they say when you were like, you know, what I'm going to quit the job and I'm going to do this on my own? Um, <laughs> you know, what? I don't know. I think um, my
1: mum said, oh no, mum said, oh we always knew you'd be fine. Okay. I was like, oh thanks, <laughs> <laughs> cheers. Um, no, but I think they did. I think they did quite honestly say, if you completely mess up, you know, we're here. Yeah. But I think they they knew I. would was too stubborn own. to ever accept that um, but my sisters were really brilliant and I think one of the things that was amazing about it in terms of I have two sisters based in London and I'm based in Edinburgh is now I can take on the odd project in London and come and spend time with them so immediately it was kind of win-win yeah. rock up at my sisters yeah. for a week do some work hang out with them so yeah we,
0: it was a good decision all around yeah. so now that you're working on your own and you're working sort of on these projects and you said that before you put in lots of time and you're like heavily invested in different things has the workload doubled again, now that you work on your own? Um, it has not it hasn't. Um, certain, sometimes you have a
1: very emotional response to the work you are given, and yeah. you can't really see anything outside it, and all you want to do is the best possible job. And then sometimes I have a very clinical approach, and I'll go, actually, you're only paying me so much, I can only do so much, and I feel quite confident to be honest about that yeah. um, with my clients. Uh, so it completely varies I, I'm I think I'm habitually quite lazy so <laughs> you don't sound it I have to say so if I do have the opportunity to just sit and read a book or mm. sit and watch a box set I sometimes I'll do that um,
0: but kind of yeah I don't know it's a funny one yeah Um, And do you have anyone working with you? Have you sort of built up a team yet or is it still very much on your own? So I pull in friends that are freelancers as well or have day jobs and have a little bit of spare
1: time to help me out when I get big projects. Um, I have an assistant all summer. Um, who is amazing this year, yeah. um, and she's gonna come back and work for me again next year. She, you great. are, you are. <laughs> um, and um, I, w- I go and work in Adelaide, the festival there, and when I went out the first time, I worked with a partner in crime. Right. So there the two of us, we split everything, we split all the work, yeah, and it was really nice. It's nice in really intense environments on big projects to have another head, yeah. And then when I'm working on things on my own, I have so many people that are just to WhatsApp away, and I can go, well, How would you deal with this? or What would you do? or Let's go for a drink and let's let me talk it through, yeah. And because I know so many people in the industry, everyone's really helpful and mm. supportive, mm. and then they know there's a favor there for yeah. them when they need it.
0: It sounds like there's quite a lot of. It's, it sounds quite casual in some ways, you know, like the idea of going for a drink or, you know, uh, WhatsApp message, which I think that for some girls in some industries, that's just not how work works. And it's about going into the office and dressing up, etc. Do you have an office? Um, I
1: have I'm very lucky I work for um, a big arts organisation looking after their events and I also um, run with another partner um, their festival offering in okay. Edinburgh during the summer called Summer Hall and they during the winter let me go and hang out in their office um, hopefully on the return from Adelaide so the business will be two years old um, in April next year and I would have been doing it completely on my own for that time I'm going to yeah. get an office so it means me and my assistant can be there every day during the summer so you're going to have an office yeah. next year yeah and Exciting. it's that kind of cooperative way of working so I'll try and get someone with a few desks and then mm. get some other pals yeah. from around the city to base themselves there too so we kind of start to build yeah. a little bit of a community, which is nice.
0: And is that something that you've sort of built up in terms of like that network of other people that are sort of young business owners and doing projects and stuff on their own on the, off, by themselves like you are? Yeah. Do you have that network of different people? Yeah, and I think in terms of if they needed a little bit
1: of PR or publicity or social advice, then I'm a good person to come to because I'm in the same boat, so I yeah. see it from the same level. And then you start to build so there's kind of like all the different circles so many of my friends are artists or theatre makers or um, writers um, and they all work on their own so we all know what it's like during the day when you're kind of like I'm not getting anything done I'm talking to the radio (laughs) Um, I need to get out so it would be perfect to kind of create a space where we can all be much more productive sitting together which would be great Um, and that's both come from my background and my interest in what I do and Kind of been a catch twenty two. Yeah, setting up on my own, yeah. and needing people to employ me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, and is there anything about you know, say the old job and the old life that you miss, oh. or is it or has it all been good? Oh, well, I was gonna say I missed the like the cake, but um, <laughs> I
1: managed to like like sneakily slide my way into cake Tuesdays at um, Summer Hall. So Great. now I get to go and have cake every Tuesday. And it's really good because it means I have 10 hours there where I go and sit in an office with yeah. people, the projects I'm working on, with them we can catch up on. I get some cake and it's like a really nice way to kind of break in the week. Mm. like Monday's like a big planning day. Um, but yeah, I miss that. I'm, I mean, I loved the, the most difficult thing for me about quitting my day job was... Leaving the team I worked with, yeah, because they were amazing and they were, you know. But I also could see around me that everyone else's motivations were different to me. Everyone else was having kids, okay, um, or ha- had children already, or yeah. their focus was somewhere else, or had like flexible working hours, and it was mm. kind of tricky to be there five days a week hammering away at stuff. It kind of felt endless, yeah. And I knew how much I liked working on projects, and you know, the National Galleries guys. I left in January. 2013, two years ago, three years ago, Um, and I still go and meet them on their Christmas night out. That's good.
0: So I get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. And how has it been sort of doing some of the business and the admin side of setting up your own thing? So I don't know how you know have you got an accountant that does all your books or is that something you're doing yourself and are there any kind of like smart apps that maybe you've discovered or used to help you with that kind of side of things
1: yeah there are some really good tools all of my organized friends I have a couple of friends that are PAs who are like will you just get this sorted um (laughs) my sister happens to be an accountant very so helpful. I have pulled in the odd favour, but it's I think it's one of those things about formalising the business, which is kind of my plan to try and do in the first two years. Yeah. So yeah, at this point I'm actually shopping for an counter now who wants to work on me on the right level, right? Okay. Because it's quite specific what I do, and obviously because I um, want to start employing someone on yeah. a full term basis rather than as an intern. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so all of those things start to become kind of exciting. It's really interesting to see how that works, and it's really. Um, it's, it's kind of opens up another part of your brain where you kind of see everything like lying out in front of you and it makes a lot of sense to me what you are saying about having a salary and yeah. now being like oh I know what everything is um, and that lovely practical admin sense but I'm, I mean I was doing my receipts for my tax return for next year and I found one for three quiches
0: so <laughs> I'm obviously not that good at keeping receipts and do you have any mentors or anyone that can help you with sort of finding an accountant that wants to work alongside you or oh I just ask everyone do like, you yeah like there was a woman at Pilates a couple of weeks ago who was like oh you my accountant
1: he's only £120 a month and I kind of went oh yeah I've got enough to pay for that um, and just kind of flagged it but I did talk to her about what he provides and what that setup is because obviously that's like the, completely the high end of the scale yeah. I mean she's tur- she's a limited company right she's okay. turning over over £80,000 a year yeah um Um, So, I just always take opportunity to talk to people. Some of my friends just keep a bookkeeper who keeps an eye on stuff. Other people, when they've started up their business, there were kind of rough periods where they were trying to work out how they register as limited. It was really difficult, so they got, like, you know, a friend of a friend to help, and then they kind of do it as mates rates. So... It's a, it's a really interesting way of working and I think the one wonderful thing about the arts is even though I'm maybe the evil marketing PR slightly more corporate side is people want to support what you're doing and it goes back into the yeah. mad stuff that's on stage yeah. at the end of the day so this, yeah.
0: yeah it's quite nice I was talking to someone earlier this week and they have, their business is a social enterprise as well so they can donate some money to a charity and I think that's quite people want to be working for something that's kind of got a bigger purpose or it feels like something you're really have an emotional connection to, I guess, as yeah. well. Say,
1: yeah,
0: with the arts, totally. Get yeah, um, cool. but
1: yeah, I mean, it's you. Are, it's a really good question because I was my plan was to get that sorted by the end of December,
0: 2015. I'm not done it yet. You're nearly there You're nearly there Next year <laughs> I got a really exciting job offer I had to do the <laughs> job instead That must be quite hard Like juggling those Kind of like The differing priorities Because when there's so much That you have to organise Yeah You actually have to remember Right I've got to do that admin and, As much as I've got to do this And it
1: does get to the point Where I'm like right I'm going to spread everything I'm just going to have A night in Spread everything across The sitting room Yeah Put like Dexter on, and just sit and have f- go through five episodes and do four months of accounts. Like yeah, you just have to just really mind over matter. You know, yeah. this is going to be boring, but you've got to do it. Yeah,
0: for sure. And that's all right. Yeah, that's all that's right. Good. Um, and what do you do outside of work? Is because it, it's quite an all-consuming job, you yeah. know. And you're obviously really passionate about it. So how do you give yourself a break from it? Uh, do you not? Uh, no. <laughs> not really I mean like
1: this morning I spent a lot of time uh, playing with my nephew yeah. and didn't check emails and taking selfies with him sorry yeah. Naomi <laughs> um, and um, I don't know I mean I work I do love the people I work with so going to the theatre with a group of those people yeah. or catching up on other work or um, going to see touring productions or Bits and Bobs coming to London. Mines, I call it mind-sweeping a load of theatre and I go yeah. and like, see a load of stuff at the National or CPT or all these different places and see what's going on and at my venue, summer hall in Edinburgh. Um, drink a lot of wine yeah um but i you know like i've created a lifestyle that's kind of perfect for me like i like to be busy and i like to work Mm -hmm. hard um and then the perks for me are the fact that i can come and work wherever i want i can come to london for a week i can go to australia for a month and work there you know it's perfect
0: so would it be fair to say that you know the reason for setting up storytelling pr is one to kind of obviously spend all that energy that you do have on your projects ones mm-hmm. that you own but also to create that lifestyle you know change you know, you've know, kind of yeah, created something quite special there totally yeah. and like I don't
1: have to like go into any well I do occasionally but I don't have to go into too many meetings with like loads of white men in suits and sit and prove myself like I feel like having had the fluke of confidence in that moment to set up the company mm-hmm. now I feel like that's enough. Like, take it or leave it. And if people don't want to work with me, it's funny. I'm never offended. Yeah. I'm. I always want to chat to them. I mean, it doesn't happen that often, but I don't actively chase stuff unless I know I'm the right person. Yeah. For
0: it. Sure. Which is, you know, it's just a nice way to spin it. It's always yeah. It's always spin. It's all spin. <laughs> um, yeah. And you mentioned then, like, sort of that, taking that opportunity, obviously, just to set up on your own. What advice would you give to someone who's maybe thinking about it, like, thinking, oh, should I do it? Should I not do it? you know what do you really need in order to do it okay the first thing you need to do is pay off
1: all your credit cards
0: and have enough money to know you can work for three months because that's how much time you
1: would need after two months if you hate it to start looking for a new job and I did I totally did that like all the extra work I had outside my day job I used to pay off credit cards get a savings account going set things up so I was ready for anything right and I think just be really practical but if you have the energy to do something that earns you a bit of money whether that's like arts and crafts or something that's related to your real job or it's um, I mean it could be anything like if you have an idea that you want to pursue if you have the energy to put into it after work yeah do that yeah and then start to see if you could do a day job like I was getting up I hate mornings I was getting up at 7 in the morning to do 2 hours of work before I went into my day job and then coming home and doing another two hours I hated it after about four months which is why yeah. I really started to make practical steps to make it my day job mm-hmm. yeah um but I did do it yeah I didn't just say no to that work yeah so that was kind of a big sign I think be practical be honest with yourself ask your friends like do you reckon I would be any good at this or would I just sleep all
0: day and then go to the pub and, obviously and they'll you're, be honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's really important because friends will say it. I know that if it was my me, I'd be asking my sister and she would tell me, yeah, you can or no, you can't. Um, so that's a really great bit of advice to be practical because I think sometimes there is a risk. People will just be like, I'm just going to try it anyway. Or that actually puts people off and goes, "It's too much of a leap, and I can't do it. Yeah, it's not actually, I mean... It's not that scary. I still have moments where I go, oh
1: god, how am I <laughs> going to pay the rent? And then I remember that I'm actually successfully saving for a deposit on a flat to buy on my own. And I go, yeah. you know what? If you can't pay your rent next month, you've cut, you've you'd stop it. You're doing fine. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I keep all my tax back every month. And I just, I think you just have to switch on some really practical bits of your brain. And I think anyone who's had a PAYE job or yeah. had a proper like a day job. You can see easily how that breaks down on a payslip, yeah. just create that own little world for yourself yeah. and feel your, if you're employing anyone, yeah. same thing for them.
0: Mm. And how complicated can it be? I like it, simplicity. Yeah. Um, what would you say, what have been the best fits and the worst bits? So, of, cause you're coming up to two years. So over the last kind of 24 months, what's been uh, the highlight? Um, highlight? Highlight first and then we'll do lowlight. Okay, so,
1: oh God so many highlights I mean I think the highlight has to be and I I could name names but when a company that I know and have enjoyed watching has called me and asked me to work with them okay and I've been like you just have to tr- you have to try so hard not to fangirl and just go oh yeah no that would be great I would love to do that sounds really interesting yeah oh yeah I have heard of you and you're like you sat in their audience like four times in the front row screaming um yeah, it was drag queens. So you know, okay. what am I gonna do about it? Yeah, um, but I think that's the highlight. Is every time someone wants to work with me, and every time someone says, you know, like these people recommended you, I'm, yeah. I'm just always like, I always feel so lucky. Yeah, I'm like, well, thanks. Yeah. Um. Uh. Probably the the lowest point is just those scary moments where you're tired or you're sitting at home and you're knackered, and you haven't got anything done. Um, and I, you just—it's mind over matter again. I just yeah. had to go and sit in an office with someone else, go to a coffee shop. Um, and like the other day, people were sending misworded emails. Like the other day, a client sent me an email, and I thought he was saying, "I'm not going to pay a retainer." And what he was actually saying was, "I haven't given you enough information. Let's catch up. When can we catch up?" Right. And I actually it was the first time in a long time I was like, "You've nearly done two years. You can. You don't need to go to Australia You get just get a proper job." <laughs> um, and that's scary sometimes, but I always find as long as you're completely straight with people, yeah, it's fine. And that's scary. That, I'm over that now, but that was really scary for a long time to tell someone things aren't going so well or to yeah. be, have to let them down. Mm-hmm. And that makes me really sad. Um, yeah. But I kind of always balance it in my head. You know, you know, you did the same amount of work for all of these things and not everything is going to have the results you want. No, um, yeah. And whenever I feel I've let an artist down, I feel... Miserable, but as soon as you tell them about it yeah. and explain what the next steps are, I mean, that's what that's all you can do. Yeah,
0: and do you have any sort of like mantra or any stuff up on your walls or anything like that that keeps you going or? a power tune you said you watched Dexter when you've got to do all the accounting I know it's I've just watched the final series it's so bad <laughs> oh no and that's partly
1: why I watched it because it was distracting yeah Um. I am a huge this is I always mentioned drag queens I'm a huge RuPaul Michelle are you fan, yeah and they have a podcast and if I can't <laughs> if I am having a rubbish day I'm, I don't even want to say this out loud Um. I go out for a walk with Michelle and Ru Sounds good. And I actually met Michelle at a book signing. Oh, really? such, I like, oh I'm such a terrible parent girl. And I said, This is what I do when I'm like struggling at work and she was like, do you girl. And I was like, Yes, I do, I love you. <laughs> um but yeah, I and I I call my mates or yeah. I go out on my bike, you know, those kind of things. But um yeah, my bike and RuPaul
0: and the pub yeah, are kind of my favourite things to keep yeah. me going, yeah. Okay, that's fantastic. Um, thanks so much for telling us about storytelling PR. It sounds fantastic and you're so passionate about what you do, obviously. I know, I hope so. I, uh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to make it up to Edinburgh and see more of yeah, you. Yeah, everyone should
1: come to the Bridge. The Bridge yeah. is the best thing in the whole world. If you've been to anything at like, South Bank, it's
0: like that, but better? Great. Sorry, Underbelly. You're great too. We'll come. Thanks. No worries. Cheers thanks for listening and that was miriam atwood talking about her big idea storytelling pr we do this podcast every week so don't forget to tune in and listen to my big idea on acast itunes or your other favorite podcast app see you next week bye